I'm Joe. And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for Stage Door. We have a fantastic hour for you talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, we're giving you the inside track on what's happening on stage and off. There's our pick of the week, your ring-in request and a chance to win if you can name that show. And we've got the quick quiz, another hot pick out of the vault. And you're going to be really interested in our interview today. (laughs) And that's all before midday. Sponsored by Jam Theatre Company Marlowe, this is Stage Door. Live across the Thames Valley, it's River Radio. Yeah. Oh, well, we've spent quite a lot of the week together. We have, Roddy. A disproportionate amount, given uh, our normal schedule, because, of course, we did pub in the park. We did pub in the park in Marla. What a weekend. What a four days. Amazing. Incredible. An extravaganza. I mean, the weather couldn't have been more different Saturday to Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing, the weather on the I Sunday, wasn't it? I felt a bit sorry it? for the punters on the Sunday, yeah. Yeah, particularly given how glorious the Saturday oh, had been. Oh, the Saturday was perfect. I mean, how many people, hands up if you got burnt on Saturday, who was caught unawares and didn't yeah. bring their Factor 50? It was oh. so nice. So, uh, for those who don't know, um, we had a show at uh, Pub in the Park. Jam Theatre had a show and uh, it was called the Colossal Carrot and the Mighty Mole and Roddy played Farmer Fred and we entertained <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids and it was really, really good fun. Um, I especially had fun making a giant carrot. Yes, so, you did very well at making a giant thank carrot. Thank you so much. And because normally, of course, what you do is uh, use online retailers to flock to your door with all, all manner of costumes and props. But to actually make that... I did. I was very impressed. Thank you so much. I'm going in a new career. <laughs> well, you're going to be in ASM. You're going to go and work in technical theatre. Yeah, but well done. I thought you were brilliant. And, oh, thanks um, for having me. And so was the whole cast. Yeah, really they great. did really well. We, we had a pig. We had Dave the dog. We had Arthur the uh, Arthur the pig. Martha yeah. the mole. Who have I missed? Roy the cockerel. Brilliant. Well, Roy the rooster. Yeah, all right. R and R. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what about Arthur the pig? <laughs> I don't know. Every time I thought about. I mean, I can't have Percy, I can't have Pepper. You uh, know, like, of course, you know yeah, I mean? well, M&S will come for you. They went oh, no. for Aldi over there, Cate, didn't they? <laughs> no, no, I just, just, it just felt like an Arthur. No. Have you been? Uh, not bad. I've been to the theatre a couple of times this okay. week. I'm going to save talking about Ocean at the end of the lane until we're into lifting the curtain. Okay. Because actually, as much as uh, I was desperate to try and get catch it before it shut last week, sure. I got a ticket right at the very end. Nice. And uh, it's 
closed in London, but it's going on tour. So oh. we'll talk about that in Lifting the Curtain. But I went to Brilliant. see As You Like It as well. Okay. Really enjoyed Where was that. that? It's Northern Broadsides. So um, I'm afraid it's not coming anywhere around here. It's going to uh, da, 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 Leeds, Liverpool, Bury St Edmunds, Halifax, Doncaster, and Harrogate. Wow. So literally nowhere near here. But it is Northern Broadsides. <laughs> yeah. like they're a company that specialise in um, serving theatre to the north. But E.M. Williams, my friend, played Rosalind, and they were fantastic. Oh. They did such a great job. In fact, there were a lot of um, trans performers in the cast, people identifying differently. It was a very fluid production. But then, sure. given the show is about people who are in disguise, they had costume <laughs> hanging up in a way to suggest, you know, how much is identity based on what we wear and how we present. Okay. It was a really interesting, really vivid show. It was stunning in the Wilton's Music Hall, which, oh, as you know, you love I love it. Any excuse to go. It was Absolutely. really beautiful. And I haven't been for ages, I realise. I haven't been since, um, since lockdown. Joe Morrow was Touchstone. Okay. Played it as a drag performer. Right. Um, he's obviously got quite a lot of experience yeah. doing that, but came out at the beginning. I couldn't place him as Touchstone. Okay. And then we just sort of came out in the boxing event like it was a like it was a big drag race event. And then suddenly, when you jump into the Shakespeare and you've already been laughing at them as a clown, yeah. it went. It was so good. Yeah. It was very funny. And with EM, particularly opening the second half, they did a little bit of clowning, you know, a bit of pre-show repartee. And it just warms the audience up into, nice. oh, you're doing jokes. You've got a twinkle in your eye you're live this is something we can join in with and have uh, repartee with it's really good and joe patmore you'd have really liked his amian's beautiful oh nice fantastic um i'm going to see curious dog um curious incident of the dog the curious (laughs) it's a curious dog (laughs) curious incident of the dog in the night time um and that's at the wickham swan uh, at the moment and uh, our students went yesterday oh did they yep, so you, you can ask them about be interested what they to thought hear their review, um, yeah. yeah so I'm looking forward to seeing that tonight and it's still on for the next couple of days up until Saturday so if you uh, you know are really curious about that uh-huh. Uh, please come and see it. It's so, such a good show. Uh, it's just even production. If you want your imagination to go crazy and be stretched, it's a place, it's a show to see, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah such beautiful design work. I mean, I know the answer, and I don't know what this is. Okay, well, I I thought that that introduction could pretty much be any dramatic show. Oh, it sounds like it could be the beginning of the X Factor. Yeah. If you take out the crowd noise, behind. yes, yeah, okay. Um, so the crowd noise is part of it. So okay. hopefully that will give it away. But this is called Name That Show. We're going to give you three tiny clips uh, throughout the hour. That was your first one. If you think you know what show that comes from, please email in joe, jo at river.radio and let me know and I can put you on my leaderboard and uh, there is a prize to be won. Uh, you might get it in the second guest or the third guest. Still email in. If you're listening on... Um, one of the podcasts, then just you can email in as well. I'll still put you on my. Yeah, there's on another my... another column for catch up. Absolutely, no, no problem again. at all. It's never ever too late. Um, but let's listen to that again. Ready? I mean, it's epic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, it's name that show, not name that song. And I reckon actually, you probably wouldn't know the show more than the title of the song. I don't know either, but no. it sounds really cool. Yeah. I'm learning. Yeah, great. So if that's your first snippet, two more to come later in the hour. (laughs) 
Well, um, I'm sure you know that My Fair Lady opened. Do you know, I've just put that as the top list. Oh, yeah, it's okay. so much well, fun. I need to go and see it. Yeah, so a um, little mixed reviews in a minute. Okay. Uh, I mean, I know people that have gone to see it. Um, and I think it needs a little bit of tweaking, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's On Stage only gave it a three out of five. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Normally incredibly generous. <laughs> but what I'm really, really happy about is um, Amara Akariki. I hope I have said that correctly, Amara. Oh, it's Eliza. It's Eliza, yeah. Aww. And they're raving about her. Now, um, I met her. She was um, in The Boyfriend at the Many Eight Chocolate Factory with my son. Oh, yeah. And uh, absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous girl. She's also, you know, played the lead in uh, Spring Awakening, Cosette and Les Mis, etc. at Laurie in Oklahoma. Anyway, she's a huge talent, but they are raving about her, absolutely raving about her, um, just saying she's, you know, shimmers like sunshine oh. as she sings to the dawn in I Could Have Danced All Night um, and grounds the whole three-hour show with a faultless depiction of someone simply wanting to get ahead in the world. But there are other comments in their review uh, saying that it's a little bit like, um, uh, you know, Pygmalion meets Little Mermaid and like weird stuff oh. like that. So I'm sure... I mean, they, they can feel as clever as they like trying to spot Pygmalion. Obviously, that's what it's based on. Of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's probably previews and, you know, things it's are... Settling. The set looks pretty impressive. I watched a video of Harry H.B. walking around it. Yeah. And it looks like it's got a lot of detail mm. in it because it's come from Broadway, hasn't it? It's come from the Lincoln Centre. And it's also like there's plenty of new footage um, online now if you want to have a look. And, and But, I, you know, it's definitely got to be a must-see. Yeah, I mean, it's as we discovered in the quiz last week, it is the largest London stage. It's absolutely huge. And yeah. it's an incredible... I mean, it's one of my favourite musicals. Mm. It hasn't had a London revival since that slightly um, uh, fated Martin McCutcheon version 16, yes. 20 years ago? 21 years ago. Crikey. That is bad. But, um, I mean, but Martin, bless the socks, was a... Um, a TV performer. Yeah. And to be a proper musical theatre singer yeah. takes yeah, know, yeah, 10, yeah. 15 years. She's got a beautiful voice, but for a recording, you know, it wasn't necessarily able to sustain it. The photo, yeah. have you seen the footage of Jonathan Price at the Olivier's? It's so good. You know when they've got the camera on people when they're yeah, getting yeah, yeah, awards? Yeah. And normally people have got their Poe faces. He does not hide his opinions about her winning. Oh, bless. <laughs> oh, bless. Um. There's the um, Bugsy Malone is touring for the first time ever. Wow. And there are huge fans of Bugsy Malone. And obviously it is based on young children playing, um, you know, adult parts. Yeah, we played Robin's Request a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thanks, Robin. Um, So the um, touring production is going to start at the Theatre Royal in Bath uh, on the 2nd of July. And, of course, that place the theater royal and bath always sets up fantastic shows doesn't it yeah, before yeah, well, it goes it, on tour it tries it's very much a breeding ground to try and get stuff into the west end yeah it's brilliant anyway there's nine to 15 year old talented young performers uh there are also adults as well but they're having three young casts on rotation which is a sensible yeah idea um so it's choreographed by the incredible Olivier Award-winning choreographer um, Drew McConey. I don't know if you know him, no, though. Yeah. He's fantastic. Not personally, but I know the name. Yeah. Reputation proceeding. <laughs> and it's di- directed by Sean Holmes. So that's going to be a um, lovely thing to see. And and if your kids have not really been into theatre, this is a really lovely way to, to get them... Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see myself. Everything's about representation, isn't it, at the end yeah. of the day? So... You know, if, if your child can see somebody that's like them on that stage, then they think, oh, this is open to me as well, which is really, really important. Yeah. 
Oh, now, can I... I'm itching to talk about Ocean at the End of the Lane. OK. Which I was lucky enough to squeeze in the lovely box office. Always the way. The box office staff are always get you a better deal or find give you a better piece of advice. You're, you're you such a wheeler website. and dealer, though. Oh, well, I just crept in, just went in about, you know, it was about a couple of hours before. I had a really nice evening to myself, which sounds ridiculous. It makes it sound like I'm a parent or I've got a dog. I haven't. It's just, you know, when you're just on your own. And I previously hated yep. that, but I think lockdown's taught me that I can actually be content in my own company. And it's been very busy lately. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was nice to decompress with the show and yeah. travel solo. So I went to my favourite restaurant in Soho. It's a nice little cheap Italian. Okay. And then pottered through the streets and sat down in a nominally slightly restricted view. But unless anyone were to, uh, unless anyone under about four foot five stood far down stage right, you're clear. You know, you yeah. can absolutely see the whole stage. It's a really inventive um, visually dazzling show. I mean, Sam Wire, who I'm hoping to try and interview on stage door soon, uh, is is such a brilliant designer. It had it was such a strong aesthetic. Um, Finn Caldwell, who did the puppets on Alice, I bumped into him in the foyer, and of course, nice. of course, as well as doing the puppets on Pie, Life of Pie, he's done the puppet tree on Ocean at the End of the Lane. It's a national theatre show that toured uh, that transferred into the West End. It was really beautiful. I didn't know the story. It's Neil Gaiman. I had never come across it. Um, I'm. Uh, it's one of those one of those authors. He's one of those authors that people are um, obsessive about. Mm-hmm. Like really, and um, cult is not the right word. It sounds like it's got negative overtones, but like people are huge fans and devotees of his work. And I imagine that they'd have been pleased with this depiction yeah. on stage because it was fantastical and electric and really exciting to watch. I'd highly recommend it. As I said, as I teased you with earlier, it's gone in London, but it is going on tour now. You'll have to wait until the beginning of next year. So it's going. The new Victoria Theatre in Woking next that's, January. Yeah, that's just close. down the road. Yeah. Um, it's going to Wimbledon in April and then it's going to Oxford in June. Okay. So this, this is next year. It is mm. going on tour. I would highly recommend it. It's directed by Katie Rudd, who I think must have been staff director on Curious because her name flashes up in some of the mm-hmm. credits there. And I think Marianne Elliott created that. But it's it's so good. Yeah. Um, it's got, it feels like it's from the same stable as Curious. It feels like it's got the same collaborative company okay. vibe coming together and they are greater than the sum of their parts to create an incredible story mm. so I highly well I, I tried to take my partner to it for his birthday but um, unfortunately we got there and it was closed because yeah. of COVID well you have to try and find it in uh, Woking oh, oh yeah Woking's fantastic um, I don't know if you heard but Jeremy Jordan is back uh, coming over here and you're meant to be going oh yes Rather than who's who's that? Oh no, I've heard no. of him. Yeah, that's good. That's I don't good. know who he is, but I've heard of him. I don't think I've ever seen him. Uh, no, you would have. You would have. I've heard you talking about him. Well, he played the leads in the Newsies um, musical film version of the musical, ah, for example, in Broadway. Yes. Anyway, he's been over lately, just prior to the um, Body and Clyde. He did the Body and Clyde concert version. Oh yeah, because he was the original Clyde in Broadway. Oh, okay. Nice. Anyway, huge. Hugely popular. Um, and he's coming to the Theatre Royal Drury Lane to do a live concert. Now, the 29th of August sold out so quickly that they've added the 30th of August. And it's, it was on sale two days ago. So if you're a huge fan, I really suggest you hurry up because <laughs> these are going. These are going. Are you going? I will think about it. <laughs> Let's listen to some music and then we'll keep lifting the curtain. left am I on my own on the road ahead 
can't walk alone They're all leaving me Don't believe in me I was foolish, reckless and blind I should turn back while there's still time You! to play with me and my wife has left me oh woe is me James Barry. I know. But I, I don't understand where you came from. I came from you, James. A part of you. The part you don't like to talk about at tea parties with little cakes and cucumber sandwiches. You're me? Yes. Ever so slightly more handsome. Your name me. Your play needs me. Children like to be scared. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> you have to use your pen for something other than satisfying them. Let us embark on this journey. Be sure to write a part for me. I'll be the wind behind your sails. I will fight tooth and nail. <laughs> Roddy, yeah. I, I know I wasn't with you in the room last yeah, week, yeah, but yeah. Um, I did believe I heard that song uh, uh, last yes, week. Yes, did you? Oh, did you? Funny you should mention it. Yes, um, I played it again because I really like it. Yeah, well, it's a stunning it, song. I genuinely did really love it last week and was really excited to have discovered it. Uh, no, I mean, look, it's it's been a very busy morning and I've not copied everything across properly. But, but 
But it was a great song. But there it is. We're Kelsey in the middle Grammar, thank we're, you. Yeah, Kelsey Grammar, well done. We're in the middle of lifting the curtain. You've got a few more yeah. peppering of things. Yeah, I just wanted to um, say congratulations to um, the cast of Choir of Man, the tour, mm. uh, that opened last night in Coventry. Ah. Yeah, so I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing that at some point. Um, it's I was very just going to read you. Yeah, I mean, this it's um, been on at the Arts Theatre in the West End and still will continue to do that. Um, but they're doing a residency in Coventry and then a residency in Edinburgh. Um, my eldest is in the show and I'm looking forward to hearing that. And it's also very much about voices. So it's the Smash It Olivier nominated show um, that's the, it says it's the best night in your local you've ever had. So it's set in a, in a pub. Um, it's a party, it's a concert, it's a lock-in like no other, featuring breathtaking reinventions, chart-chopping hits from artists including Guns N' Roses, um, Adele, Avicii, Paul, Simon, Sia, and many more. Just realised I do not have my glasses on. The choir <laughs> you of managed man. to make Paul Simon sound like two different people. Oh, you really? Sorry. Uh, the Choir of Man has something for everybody. The multi-talented cast combine beautiful harmonies, foot-stomping sing-alongs, world-class tap dancing, and poetic meditations on the power of community. Uh, so really looking forward. It's, got, it's a real working bar on stage, so you can go up and get a drink from them as well. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I went to see it. In the underbelly, a few uh, probably a year ago, right. and it wasn't to my taste. Okay. I had the music's great. I just needed a bit more story. The story feels a bit um, prit sticked on afterwards for me. But it, the, who were people? It's about the singing, really, yeah. Isn't it? And the people who were there, yeah. I, I wish I'd known that. I think if I knew it was a th- just a few so- like a concert, mm-hmm. I'd have gone in with a different frame of mind. Mm-hmm. It's not really theatre, but it is beautiful, mm-hmm. and it's so. I was looking around, people there who you don't see and the kind of things I want to go and watch, they don't go to, like, sure. great, it's really good for getting different audiences in. It's entertainment, it's just purely entertaining and you get a free beer. If you're, if you're not, uh, if you're not slow coming forwards, backwards and coming forwards, it's really good. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I was going to go into local. Oh yeah, local go, theater. go for it. Where's um, this Saturday at the Kenton Theatre, there's an artist called Keith James who is, uh, he goes around doing the songs of Leonard Cohen. Yeah. As you know, Len Coward's songs are haunting, guiling, sometimes a little bit dark. But this guy's been complimented on his accuracy and his care of um, honouring uh, Leonard Cohen's voice and style as closely as possible. And that's at the Kenton Theatre this Saturday. If you would like to um, book that, that should be a really beautiful show if you're into Leonard Cohen's yeah. music. And that's um, by the performer Keith James. Nice. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are, aren't they? I think my dad once once managed to catch him in Venice, in St mm. Mark's Square, just happened to be there and was like, oh, that's about, got the last two tickets wow. to actually hear him. Yeah, he's one of, those, one of those artists that sort of stands with a golden light behind him, doesn't it? You can't ever quite hold a torch to him. He's an incredible performer. Um, at the Waking Theatre, you mentioned Waking Theatre oh, yeah. earlier. Yeah, they've got some great stuff, I tell I've you. I've never been, and it's not that oh, far away. It's, it's big as well, it's yeah. really... Is yeah. it? I saw uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks there. Oh, did you? They've got some great stuff. So today, parents, if you do not know what you're doing with your toddlers today, at one o'clock, you just get in the car as soon as this show's <laughs> over, um, at one o'clock, Peppa Pig is at the Waking Theatre in uh, New Victoria Theatre. Um, it's also four o'clock today as well. So one o'clock and four o'clock, if you're picking up your kids from school, uh, take them down. They will have the best time watching Peppa Pig at the new Victoria Theatre and working. And this Saturday, if you've done that for your kids, you can go and see Jack D and have a night out with um, 
with Jack, comedian. And on Sunday the 29th, we've mentioned before, the Friends, the musical parody. We interviewed um, Thomas Mitchells, who plays Chandler, in that. And that's also at the Working Theatre on the 29th. Nice. I've got a couple of things. We're fond of the Southwark Playhouse. Obviously, talking Definitely. about it from Tasting Notes last week. By the way, I've got a song from Tasting Notes. They've done a recording of one of the songs. Mm. I reckon we should play that next week as a little teaser Let's for that show it. coming up later in the year. Um, there's five characters in search of a good night's sleep. That's on for just a couple of more uh, couple more days. About five insomniacs as they muddle through their sleepless nights and try out odd sleeping techniques. Do you ever have trouble sleeping? Not lately. No. <laughs> Apparently, it takes me one second. Oh uh, yeah. Normally, I'm hit the pillow and out. Anyway, this is um, this is all about their lengthening pasts and shortening futures, which is a little bit ominous. Uh, that's on for another couple of days. Five characters in search of a good night's sleep. They've also got Lift, which opened this week. We've mentioned that before. Fantastic. All about the fleeting connections we make in a big city like London mm-hmm. in a lift. Um, and then looking more into the future, looking forwards, The Lion is there from the 25th of May for a month, and it's the first UK revival of a drama desk award-winning show uh, from a rift in ben's childhood to a brush with mortality in adulthood it's 70 minutes of songs monologues and apparently virtuosic guitar playing Ooh. that tells a true story of survival that so that's the lion at the southwark playhouse opening in a couple of weeks fantastic should we w- rifle out our pick let's do it Okay, so I've got one um, at the Aylesbury Theatre. Now, it's not that far from anybody in the River Road area, um, you know... (laughs) What's Do you want the word? To put more tonic with your gin in the river radio. Whenever I hear in the, are you not hearing that? Actually, the, I'm not very well. Oh, either. I'm sorry. And may I just say how much I like your bright pink hair? Thank you so we, much. We've changed colour. It's a slightly more vivid. It's a. It's quite a neon colour. Shocking colour now, yeah. rather than a sort of more tame, toned down version. You know, before. you've known me a long time. There could be many a change. No, yeah, it'll be different by next, yeah. by tomorrow. Never mind next Thursday. Exactly. You mentioned Aylesbury. Ail- I can never hear Aylesbury without thinking of my fair lady. We've luck with luck with a little bit of Aylesbury duck oh very good yeah no problem it thanks I'll play Doolittle if I can I was going to say um, so anyway at the Aylesbury Theatre uh, tonight is Showstopper the Improvised Musical uh-huh. now obviously that's an award winning show it's an Olivier award winning show because it won Best Family Show the year that Alice was nominated oh uh, we, we sorry had... you just missed out <laughs> <laughs> but I've never seen it Oh, you must, you must, you must. It's so fun. So they have really um, amazingly talented uh, crew, and they've obviously got quite a few of them because they interchange. But you uh, asked, the audience is asked to contribute to certain elements of the show. And pretty much the whole show is made up by suggestions of the audience, and that includes the songs. So from a musician point of view, um, I remember, do you remember Jordan uh, Clark? He was one of the many uh, MDs that they have there. They've got to be so flexible stylistically if all of a sudden they're meant to go into a reggae version of something, you know, and everything is made up. All the lyrics, all the storyline is absolutely brilliant. Um, it's not easy to improvise songs. It's, you know, you could improvise a conversation, but to improvise songs with musicians yeah, and rhyme lyrics and all that kind of stuff and still be on task... They must have some tips and tricks up their sleeve to try and make that work. There I'm, must be some, like, let's start in this key, so at least they don't all crunch at the beginning. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure they have some that's beyond, safety nets. Yeah, that's beyond the power of my comprehension. That sounds so clever. Yeah, but it's really, really good fun, and it's laugh-out-loud funny. 
um, I remember taking um, some people to see it when it was in the, at the other palace, and um, there was just one particular line in the song that that the people I was with honestly said and laughed at all the way home on the train. Oh, wow. It was just absolutely brilliant and funny. So this is tonight, guys, at the Aylesbury Theatre, showstopper of the improvised musical. Listen, get out, go, have a laugh, ring a friend, just ring somebody up and go, listen, let's go do this. It sounds great. I mean, we're always in theatre trying to recreate um, spontaneity mm. and make something fresh and new for every audience. But when yeah. it actually is, not mm. only are the performers on the edge of their mm. toes, but I imagine watching it, you're on the edge of your seat. What a fantastic hour pick. It is. Thank yeah. you very much. Snippet two, same show. Can you name it? Can I <laughs> yeah. Now I I know, you know, my ex students and students should know that one. Uh, it reminds me of um, a particular student, Eve. Do you remember Eve? Yeah. That we talk, yeah. So she uh, was very much involved in this sort of stylistically. Oh, really? Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I hear it again? Yeah. I'm surprised it's a it's a show. It sounds like a pop track. It sounds like it could it easily be on the radio. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, no, it is now. It's on River Radio. There you go. Speaking of River Radio, you're listening to Stage Door, sponsored by Jam Theatre Company Marlow on River Radio. You can listen on our website, river.radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android. Search for River Radio Live. You can tell Alexa, play River Radio. And we're live right here, right now on DAB. Aren't you amazing? <laughs> I just remembered we'd forgotten to tell people where we were. We are here. We are here. here. Uh, so, anyway, if you recognise that track, maybe, Roddy, you can play that one more time in a second. If you recognise that track, I want to know what show it comes from. And I think you sort of need to be in the younger genre and be a real musical theatre fan to know what that is, to be honest. Um, but just email joe, J-O, at river.radio and let me know so that I can put you on my chart, on my leaderboard, uh, because somebody's going to win tickets to a show. Yeah, very cool. Here we go, here we go. Yeah. Oh. oh, someone's ringing in. Fantastic. Uh, you can get it this time. Me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're good on the phone. Really? <laughs> Hi, Joe and Roddy. This is Petra, um, regular listener, loving your show. Um, I wanted to phone in and ask for a request, if that's okay. Of course. I would love to hear Come What May from Moulin Rouge, please. Um, for a friend of mine who's having a particularly tough time Ooh. and it's just a song uh, that we love. Um, it'd be great to hear it. Oh, Thanks so much. Keep up the good work. No problem at all, Petra, and I'm really sorry to hear that about your friend. Have we got that ready, Roddy? Uh, not off. Okay. I could feel like this 
<laughs> That's a nice little understated finish, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you so much, Petra, for recommending um, that song to us. Now, that was from the movie, uh, Moulin Rouge. I've listened to the live versions of the musical and everything, but there's just something powerful about that. Right. So uh, I hope, uh, Petra, you and your friend have enjoyed that and it's uplifted you. Um, so if you'd like to give us a ring-in request, all you have to do is email joe at river.radio or roddy at river.radio and let us know and we will organise that for you. Yeah, we'll give you a call. Yeah. Speaking of calling, destiny is calling. It is. It's it time is. for the quiz. Now, obviously, I wasn't able to be here last week, so what did you do? Um, I picked five questions and I challenged Charlie Ryle to them. Oh, wow. Did very well, actually. Got four out of five. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we were doing a theme, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Um, and we did... Uh, Wicked or Waitress. Wicked or Waitress. Hair or Hairspray. Yep. This week, it's Annie or Amelie. Okay, I see. Yep, very yep. nice. Cool. All right, so two musicals. And I'm going to give you a song title. You need to tell me which musical you think it comes from. Okay. There's ten. It's nice and quick and easy. All right, you've got 50-50 chance ready. Yeah, oh, yeah. cheers, yeah. <laughs> okay, number one, a better haircut. Okay. Is it Annie or Emily? A better haircut. Question two. Song title two is I Don't Need Anything But You. Uh, okay, yeah. Song title three, something was missing. Yeah. Song title four, the bottle drops. Yeah. So, Emily the musical or Annie the musical? Uh, five, world's best papa. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, song title six is Little Girls. Yeah. Seven, half asleep. Half asleep. Okay, yeah. I've, I've gone through these and chosen ones that You've really chosen could... ones that could be either. either exactly. Because you enjoyed me getting foxed before by that. Yeah, thanks um, so much. <laughs> title eight is Easy Street. Yeah, okay. Sorted. No yeah. worries. Nine. I think I'm going to like it here. I think I'm going to like it here. Ooh. And finally, The Sound of Going Around in Circles. Okay, yeah. All right, so if you're listening in, hopefully you uh, can do better than Ruddy. Um, <laughs> oh, cheers. Does it come from Annie the Musical or Amelie the Musical? So the titles were A Better Haircut, I Don't Need Anything But You, Something Was Missing, The Bottle Drops, World's Best Papa, Little Girls, Half Asleep, Easy Street, I Think I'm Going to Like It Here, and finally The Sound of Going Around in Circles. You've got a few minutes to think about it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, holy cow, what to wear and your hair, what a mess, pick a dress, oh my gosh, are you mourning a death, take a breath, what a look, I mistook you for butternut squash, oh my gosh, keep it soft, keep it bright, be a girl, something pink, don't you think, just a touch, not too much, he likes you, just be you, he won't care what you wear, I don't know, should I go with the pink or the blue? What to do for someone who is nothing short of wonderful, nothing short of wonderful. Just a girl, just a guy, but 
but it's him and it's you and it's true what you've heard like a bird how you lift and your chest feels a pull like you're full of a joy cause a boy interrupted your shift like something nothing short of wonderful oh it was nothing short of wonderful what if when we're dancing Now, that's from the musical Dogfight, Nothing Short of Wonderful. Uh, and your answers are hopefully Nothing Short of Wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, or there's going to be a dogfight. <laughs> OK, Roddy, so I had ten song titles for you mm. coming from either Annie the Musical or Amelie the Musical. Are you ready? I am, insofar as I've got the... Standing by. Oh, is that what you think? <laughs> okay, so the first song title I gave you was A Better Haircut. I'm going Amelie. Correct. Is it? Oh, right, I've got to move to the ding. Very good. Uh, second one, I Don't Need Anything But You. Annie. Correct. <sighs> Three, Something Was Missing. Uh, Amelie. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's from Annie. Four, The Bottle Drops. Amelie. Correct. <sighs> I thought that would be a good one because you know because of Miss Hannigan being yeah a bit of a yeah oh yeah, yeah very yeah. true <laughs> five world's best pepper uh, world's best pepper I think that's Annie it isn't oh it could have been about purpose. Daddy Warbucks exactly but, uh, no that was from Emily six little girls that is Annie it is a hundred percent yes <laughs> half asleep I'm going Emily correct yes no no you know this one easy street easy street. <laughs> That is Annie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a rooster. <laughs> okay, lovely. Um, nine. I think I'm going to like it here. I'm tossing up on this, but I'm going to go Annie. Correct. Yes. And finally, the sound of going around in circles. Yeah, this is another tricky one. I'm going to have to go Amelie. Correct. Yeah. I think I got eight. What? I think that was eight out of ten. What? Yeah, I know. What? Incredible. Let Unheard me. of. Okay, well, I'm going to need to, you know. Up the ante. No, please don't. You can't run that series for much longer because you're going to run out of alliterative show titles. I don't know. I, I'm quite intelligent. <laughs> well, yeah, I wasn't denying that. Right, look, come on. Let's end this here and get inside the vault. Okay. Oh, uh, I've finished my power chocolate. Excellent. Ah, just got a basket. Chuck that in just, the bin. Yeah, just turn, turn around a bit. It's now, squeezy in here. You're going to be surprised by this. Go on. 
Go on, it's what's it stopped on? L. L, it is. It's L for light in the piazza. Oh, I love. Do you? Uh, you know, I thought this could go one of two ways. Either you're like, go. oh, please. Or you'd be like, what? What are you talking about? Excellent. So, light in the piazza is not the film with Olivia de Havilland, um, although they are both based on the same 1960 novella by Elizabeth Spencer. Um, the musical has a book by Craig Lucas, and the reason I'm talking about it is because the music and the lyrics are by Adam Gettle, who is the composer of Floyd Collins that I did, was my first professional musical. It is, it's like Sondheim on crack, is how I've described it before. Um, it's, it's, I mean, even Sondheim's described his work as dazzling. Uh, he's sort of like an, a, an apprentice, you know, like it, to the grandmaster. Yeah. Um, his grandfather was Richard Rogers. Did you know that, Adam? Did Gettle? not yeah, know that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and he was. It's interesting that his work is incredibly complex, and yet he he grew up as a boy soprano in operas. And there's also that huge sweeping. Um, big dramatic flavour to mm. a lot of his work, including Light in the Piazza. Um, it was developed in Seattle in 2003, then it went to Chicago 2004, and then it opened on Broadway 2005, and it ran for just over a year. And then shortly before its closing night, I think this is probably why it's helped um, affirm a place in the canon of greats, is it was broadcast on PBS from, they did a series live from the Lincoln Centre, and it got two million viewers. Wow. So that suddenly has scattered it a bit further and wider. Yeah. Um, So the plot. It's summer 1953. Margaret Johnson's an elegant and strong-willed southern woman. She's taken her daughter Clara on vacation to Italy and nearly all of it is sung in either broken English or Italian. And it's so evocative. Um, The reviews on Amazon I was looking at of the the cast recording, which I highly recommend, because it's just such a different thing to listen to. The reviews are like, I can't put this into words. This is like... Un- impossible to couch just how great this is. It's not to all tastes, because it is so odd at points and disjointed, yeah. um, but it's about a gust of wind that blows Clara's hat right into the hands of a young Italian gentleman. And so age and language barriers um, family disapproval can't get in the way of a whirlwind love affair. And they fall into each other's arms, but Margaret's got to grapple with the question of whether to disclose Clara's devastating secret. Um, and to Fabrizio's war and passion, an Italian family probably, probably shouldn't do that. I'll get some Italian friends to do that for me. Um, but it's got <laughs> like soaring operatic melodies and it's very different to contemporary musical theatre so that pop sound we're used to on Broadway this is neo-romantic it's um, opera it's got lots of apparently unexpected harmonic shifts you're the expert on that (laughs) well interestingly a lot of people choose songs from this for legit Sounds, but it's uh, modern. Of course. Yeah. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, very yeah. nice. Um, it was in the UK. Its UK premiere was at The Curve, quite often a place, um, a little breeding ground of New York. Um, May 2009. And then it was, uh, they did a production a couple of years ago at the South Bank Centre mm. um, at the Royal Festival Hall. They only ran for 20 shows. That had Renee Fleming as Margaret and Dove Cameron, who's somebody really? I've She's heard of, but don't actress, know who she is. Yeah. Actress, yeah. She's one of... Um, uh, uh, not a Tony. What's the telly one? Emmy. She's won mm. a daytime Emmy award for some of something on Disney Channel. I yeah. don't know who she is. She looks vaguely familiar. I think I've probably seen her trying to hawk somewheres on a, um, an advert. Um, and Alex Jennings was in it as well. That was um, that was a production that a few of you might have seen a couple of years ago. But if you missed it, I highly recommend listening to the score. We're going to listen to the beauty is. This is from the light in the piazza.
Isn't it glorious? And it's interesting. I recognise some of that heavy left-hand piano from Floyd. It's a very... Sure. It's iconically. Adam Gettle, that was. Very, very nice indeed. Yeah, I'm not singing. Uh, but yeah, The Light in the Piazza, which was this week's Vault Track. Uh, you're listening to River Radio online at river.radio. On Apple, Android and Alexa, you can listen again on our website. We're a podcast on Apple and Spotify and we're live right here on DAB. So, do we have another Name That Show? We do indeed. Here's part three. Yeah, now you said it, I can see Eve absolutely going nuts to this. Yeah, yeah. so, so uh, if you listen to the lyrics, it should give you a rough indication of what it might possibly be about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give you too many hints. Should I, I give any hints? No, I, well, I mean, I'm absolutely clueless, but then that's usually the state of affairs, isn't it? I think you might be surprised to know that, uh, I'll give you this, Lin-Manuel Miranda was one of the writers. Oh, really? Yes. I haven't noticed anything. With uh, Jeff uh Jeff White and <laughs> read, Tom Kitt. Read your own handwriting. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard... I was listening to the lyrics there. I'm afraid I was giggling smutterly because I thought there was a rhyme that wasn't wasn't where it resolved to. But now I know that the lyrics are going to be incredible. Let's listen to that clip again. Oh. We're loud. We're tough. We're right here in your face. Ring, ring, hello. Oh, hold on. It's second place. <laughs> okay. Yeah? Yeah, Nice. Okay. Right, now you've got something up your sleeve. That might have have given it away. But if you think you know what that is, please email joe at river.radio and please tell me what you think the show is that that song comes from and we'll find out at the end of the hour. Uh, So, Roddy, uh, I wanted to 
interview you, I suppose, in a way, mm-hmm. um, about your love for Shakespeare. Yes, please. Okay. Now, it's something that, you know, since we've met, you know, you have been such an inspiration to uh, students, uh, giving them an understanding. It doesn't matter how old they are either, because I'm thinking about the younger ones that we've worked with. Um, giving them an understanding of what Shakespeare was trying to do, what he was trying to say. Yes, it's in, um, you know... Iambic pentameter? Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, sorry, my brain is not with it today. But there's just so many things. And just the language itself, um, you've really helped people understand it from a normal point of view. Well, thank you. I was just having a chat with a friend a couple of days yeah. ago, Theo, about the fact that it's like, you know those pomegranate seeds that when yes. you eat them and they just explode in your mouth, you can watch the most god-awful production of a Shakespeare play. I have done before now. Mm. And there's still something in it that you can just sit with and enjoy. There'll be a line okay. that hasn't struck you before, but because of your particular life circumstances there and then, it'll hit you. The other day, the line in As You Like It that resonated was, um, the girls were talking about going into the, uh, Celia and Rosalind were talking about going into the forest together in disguise. And then one of them was saying, we need to be careful, we need to go in disguise because uh, the only thing worth more than gold um, is beauty. And I thought, wow, the fact that even 450 years ago, women had to be careful to travel alone because there's there at risk, you know, just like they might have that stolen, I thought was really interesting. And, you know, you just sit there for the next five minutes, I just sloshed that round in my mind. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there seems to be a lot of wisdom, a lot of observation, a lot of, um, you know, even prophetic kind of yeah. understanding of life, yeah, really, yeah. in a way. Um, your first introduction to Shakespeare was at the Royal Shakespeare um, it was, actually. I mean, we did company. it at school, but the first time I ever performed it was at the RSC as yeah, a kid. Yeah, which is incredible. Uh, is there any Shakespeare that you don't enjoy? Um, don't I'm not like? a big fan of Romeo and Juliet, and it's really hard to work out why that is, because okay. I, two directors I really respect and have worked with both don't like it, and I don't know whether I've inherited it from them, their distaste. Sure. But actually, the, I find it a bit... It's a little bit like why... It's a bit similar to why I don't like The Crucible. I find it a bit... Um, uh, too predictable. I find it a bit ominous that I can see where it's going sure. and that it's unavoidable, that the catastrophe is unavoidable. A bit like some people can't watch Faulty or Mr Bean for the same reason that they're like, oh, I can see something bad's going to happen. But do you think that um, Good Old Will thought that maybe that would be more like a commercial version of something that people everyday people could relate to? Yeah, very probably, because everyone knew the story. It's why he blows the plot in the first 14 lines. Yeah. He's got a sonnet in the prologue and t- says, you know, two households, both alike in dignity, he sits, uh, and says they're going to die. So sit down and watch. Lovers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let me, let's see my version. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, that's the only one that I'm... I, nah. If a friend's in it, I'll go watch it and be excited to sure. see them do it. But I could have... And I love the Baz Luhrmann. Yes. And, and I think we maybe just need to go, okay, so that's the... Easy one to understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would you say is the most difficult to understand? Um, the histories, and just generally I'd sure. say the histories, because there's so much um, family politics and hierarchy to understand. There's a lot of names to cling on to. Yep. There are fewer jokes. So for um, people who don't know what the histories mean. Oh, sorry. So the, the plays are categorised three ways. There's tragedies, comedies and histories. And actually the comedies aren't necessarily ones that are hilarious. They just mm. It's just an old term that means the lovers end up together. Um, so you might be watching it going, this isn't a comedy, but it is technically a comedy. The histories are all the ones that 
if you are ever doing a pub quiz and you need them, just go with the kings. So there's yeah. Henry the Sixth, part one, two, three. There's Henry the Fifth. There's Henry the Fourth, part one, two. There's Henry the Eighth. There's uh, Richard the Second, Richard the yeah. Third. It's all largely kings. Sure. Um, and there's Richard the Second is brilliant. Richard the Third is brilliant. Some of those Henrys are a little bit dense mm-hmm. to wade through. I saw them as part of Michael Boyd's um, complete work cycle at the RSC a few years ago. And once you've watched the same cast run them through, it starts to unpeel it a little mm. bit. But they're quite dense. Um, which is your favourite to perform? Uh, play or st- of those three categories? Uh, oh, let's go play. My favourite, I really enjoyed a few years ago at Reading Minster for um, Reading Between the Lines, RBL now called Rabble, uh, doing Twelfth Night. I really, Lovely. really enjoyed that. I played Festa. I think mm-hmm. he's called Festa, not Feste. I think it's one of those classic names that's supposed to express how he feels and there's mm-hmm. like something rotting inside him. Mm-hmm. Festa the Jester also rhymes. Um, he, it's a re- It was a great character to play um, and I love the resolve of the um, split family and the lovers uh, at the end. I think it's beautiful. My favourite comedy though is probably Comedy of Errors. Not necessarily okay. to perform but to watch. I think yeah. it is just slapstick gold. It's yeah. two, we mentioned it in the quiz last week, it's two twins who've both conveniently been split at birth. Yeah. Oh, what could happen? Yeah, exactly, um, as if we haven't got that story somewhere else. <laughs> um, so if if you, I mean, already, I'm sure our listeners can hear that you are, you know, speaking about these things in a very normal way, you know, subject-wise, people-wise, character-wise. Um, and I remember, you know, watching you do a masterclass um, just doing bad Shakespeare acting, for example. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even halfway of that, you know. Um, There's a lot how, of bad Shakespeare acting. Yeah. If you see a play and you don't understand it, it's because they're acting it badly, not because you're stupid. Absolutely. And that, I'm passionate about that because even in that Henry the Sixth Part Two, whichever that I saw at the RSC, there was a bit where I had no idea what was going on because mm. no one on stage was transmitting it properly. They didn't hadn't properly done enough text work to get it to mm-hmm. transmit it. And then Chucky Woodgy came on who'd played a Henry in a previous one, stood in the spotlight, delivered about ten lines, mm. and it was like a window had opened. I went, ah, I get this, because he'd done his work. Sure, absolutely. I mean, maybe this is something we need to continue with next week, because I've got more questions. <laughs> and we've right got to finish you. off Name That Show. You're, we're talking about one of my favourite things. So, I know. Yeah, yeah let's, uh, we're seeing Shakespeare is really important. Loads of people, their only experience of it is at school, and actually sitting down reading it is dull. It's yeah. dry. It's not designed to be analysed. It's designed to be And performed. also taught by people who who aren't into it. Yeah, true, because they've been made to by the National Curriculum. Yeah, yeah. but let's not change that. Let's just try and get <laughs> kids into it earlier. Right, come on, you're going to have to help me out here because I don't know what this is. <laughs> okay, so do I have a drum roll? Okay, fantastic. So, the musical is Bring It On. Okay. And it's based on the film bring it on and it's about um you know extreme competition that the americans have with cheerleading and all that kind of stuff um so it's schools competing against each other and uh, yeah and that's what it is ah so where can i see it is it online is it streaming um it, well it was in london and uh, had to close down because of covid so ah. i'm hoping 